Welcome to All The Things, a podcast for moms seeking an inspired life. Hi, I'm your host, Lisa Chin. I am a writer and a coach, and my most passionate truth is that the world needs the real you. That's why I created this podcast, to discover all the things that make us who we are, because the better we understand ourselves, the more good we can do in the world. So let's do that together. Hello and welcome to the final episode of season one. I am beyond grateful to be here in company with you. Before I get started, I wanted to first acknowledge that I am speaking and podcasting from the traditional and unceded territories of the Nipmuc and Massachusetts tribes. A land acknowledgement is shared before every single one of my episodes. I feel that it's really important for us to acknowledge that we are swimming in systems of inequity, that we are living on land in the U.S. that isn't ours to be living on. Um, and that conversation is deeper than what we say to each other day to day. And so before every episode, I share this, the land acknowledgement and I kind of share a reason for it that day because there's just not one reason to share a land acknowledgement. There's many, many. And when I was pulling together kind of my thoughts on this podcast, I really didn't have too many things that I felt like I really need to do, but a land acknowledgement was a must. And I am really at the start of my journey of understanding and figuring out how I fit, how I fit into this conversation and this existence in this country, in the United States, um, when there is just this huge history that kind of preceded my, you know, my family's existence here. So, um, yeah, welcome to, to that journey. Um, I am sure more and more will come about, but for me, the land acknowledgement is part of the practice of that. And honestly, it is uncomfortable. That's not the right word. It's new. And it doesn't feel like I have a full grasp of it. And yet at the same time, I feel it's important that I do it. And so I'm doing it. And that's the thing sometimes is we we don't necessarily always have an explanation for the things that we feel like we need to do. But it's important for us to answer that call and whatever that may be you know sometimes it just is as simple as saying as simple as like and seemingly frivolous as oh i feel like having ice cream today to something that might be more you know important and immediate and and all of that so season one season one was people that i know Um, I've had 18 episodes. This is the 18th episode of season one, and it's kind of been a wild ride. I have wanted to do a podcast for 
eight years, maybe more. I don't really remember when I learned about podcasting, but I'm pretty sure when I learned about it, I was like, oh, I'm doing this. <laughs> and what's wild is that I'm, I was cleaning out my desk this earlier this week and I was looking at these different notes from five, six, seven years ago. And on some level, I was always meant to make this podcast. I was always meant to talk about living an inspired life. I was always meant to talk and interview people who I found amazing and inspiring and thoughtful and intelligent and thought-provoking and all of that. Um, and I have not, I've kind of floundered, I guess, the eight years. I don't really know if that's the right word for it either. I've kind of flip-flopped um, and flop-flipped the idea and my confidence in creating it and my confidence in putting out something that was worthy of being listened to. And it, the, the wondering and the anxiety and all of that was, it was kind of enough was enough <laughs> this past year. And I was like, I need to do it. I, and once again, I need to listen to myself. I need to listen to the fact that I've wanted to do this for so long and I'm doing it for me. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert has this amazing book called Big Magic and the book completely changed my life when I, when I, I don't know if I was listening to it. No, I, I read that book. Um, when I read it, I remember even exactly where on the page it said, you might think that I wrote this book for you, but I didn't I actually wrote it for me. And if you read it, that's great. If you don't, that's okay too. And when I read that one line, it gave me full permission to do exactly what I wanted. Not because I thought it would make a lot of money, not because I thought I would get a ton of fans from it, not because I thought that people would love it, but because I wanted to do it. And I have followed that for the past five to six years. I've kind of followed that philosophy and what I've done which is confusing. <laughs> it's confusing to me as a, a business student who learned about market research and studying, you know, consumers and looking at trends and, and all of that stuff. It's very confusing to my body and to my mind to be like, oh, I'm going to do this because I want to do this. And yet that's kind of what I've ended up doing and it's worked so far um granted you know I'm not making any money from this podcast I'm not doing the things that I would love to do um in terms of being able to do this full-time and stuff like that but that stuff kind of you know when you start something if you don't have that pressure like there's no need to put that pressure on yourself because sometimes just the idea of starting is enough pressure as it is. And so sometimes we just need to start because we want to start and then figure out the other things, you know, along the way. And so that's kind of my spiel on that. 
Um, I also wanted to note that I am creating from my daughter's bedroom, which is like five to ten degrees colder than the rest of the house. So I'm like wrapped up in a blanket. I'm trying to whisper because it's nighttime and I don't want to be waking up any children. My daughter is not in the bedroom sleeping. She's in another room sleeping. So that's what is going on. So I might sound a little bit different than other episodes because I'm kind of doing it in the middle of the night. Um, so 18 episodes and I have learned a ton. And in my interview with Audrey that was released earlier this week, I shared about, you know, what I've learned and, um, and things like that. So I'm not going to repeat that, but I did want to kind of point out a few things that I didn't really mention in the other episode. And one of the things I learned is that I love podcasting. I love the intimacy of it. I love the fact that I am speaking to you, even if you're not actually right next to me. From an introvert standpoint, it actually is really fascinating and really great that I'm not, you know, directly speaking to so many people at the same time. But I also just love the medium in that it allows me to talk to other people. You know, half, more than half of the episodes have been interviews with other folks. And it gives me the opportunity to just pick someone's brain, but also to really feature them and to kind of share them, you know? Um, I, I am like a research nut. So I will, you know, I go to like the 10th page of Google <laughs> when statistically most people don't even go past like half of the first page. But I'll kind of dig every you know, dig under every nook and cranny to kind of get the answers that I want to get. Um, and so I just love that podcasting allows me to share these people because sometimes it's not so easy to find these folks. Um, and I've also, with this season specifically, have been able to feature people that I am friends with, that I really enjoy, that I know are good people. Um, and it, that brings me to the second thing that I learned this season is that people are just infinitely interesting and inspiring. After every episode, every interview, I was just in awe. I was just like, oh my gosh, people need to know about you. And I would say that basically to every guest that was on, like, I can't wait for people to find out about you because they need to know what you're doing. Um, and I think that everyone actually is interesting and inspiring in their own ways um and i love the opportunity to share those sides of people with you and the third thing that i learned is that there are kind of there are three people there are three parties in this podcasting equation there's me the host there's the guest if it's an interview and there's the listener and that's you and my responsibility is to make sure that the guest and the listener both walk away with something. And with the guest, it's walking away, having had the opportunity to share what makes them brilliant 
and what makes them worthy of being listened to. And for the listener, it's for them to walk away with the best of the guest, for them to get an idea of who that person is, what they do, um, perhaps some, you know, a different change in mindset or different thought process that they have to share or even skills or um, strategies or whatnot. And this was really an apparent learning when I had to re-record uh, an interview. I actually had a, a guest on and we went through the whole hour interview and I got off the phone and I was like, oh, that was a good interview. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, this one part of it kind of made me uneasy. And I realized that I didn't put them in the best light. And the thing is that the interview was passable. I mean, I certainly could have put it out there and I think that people would have still gotten a bit of the essence of that person, but it didn't feel right to me. And I spent maybe like four or five days mulling it over and trying to figure out, is this the right move? Do I really want, I know they're busy. Do I really want to bother them and have them re-record when, you know, I could just cut it out. I could cut out that part that I was like, so, so on and it'd be fine. Um, But I just, I listened to my gut again and I, I, emailed them and I said, I'm so sorry. I just feel like I didn't, I didn't do my job as the host and put you in your best light. And so can we re-record? And they graciously said, okay, we recorded. And I think that we came out with just a much better episode. Um, and that was a really great learning. I mean, when I did my summit five years ago, I interviewed a lot of people and I re-recorded a, a few of them. The first one was actually because of technical difficulties. Um, and those are easy decisions to make, right? Like, oh, the sound is bad. You know, this is an audio or a video, but you know, the sound is really important. We're trying to get your message out. It's like if you were printing a book and half the words are missing, right? Like you don't want that to happen. So you would obviously reprint. I would obviously re-record if the sound was messed up. But when the sound is great and you know, you're getting answers and, and, and all of that. And it's like, I could just save us all an hour plus of our time and put out what was there, but it just didn't feel right. And so in, in, in so many ways, I'm always glad that I have experiences that teach me, even though it's uncomfortable in the moment. Um, and so I'm really glad that I had this experience where I really had to ask myself, what's in integrity with who I am? And the purpose of this, the purpose of this isn't just to like push out an episode and kind of check off a box. The purpose of it is like what I just said before, you know, I really want to make sure that you are walking away with something from the episodes and that the guest is walking away with saying, hey, Lisa did a great job interviewing me and I'm, I had the opportunity to share who I was. So 
those are kind of the big lessons that I learned. Um, and what I ended up doing, if this ha- happens to be your first episode that you're listening to, what I ended up doing in the interview episodes is at the end of them, I would ask the guests, what is one thing you know to be true? Or some variation of that. And the thing is, truths are something that are really important to me. I mean, I guess they're important to everybody, right? Um, but in my journey of self-identity and examination, I, I took some time to put down my truths. And I took some time to kind of identify them and, and hone them and whatnot. Because I can tell you all the, all the facts about me. And, you know, like all of us, we have plenty of layers of who we are. And we have plenty of roles and titles and experiences that we kind of just put out there. I'm sure that'll come out in time. But it actually isn't as relevant as what we believe to be true. I wrote my truths back in 2016. You can find them on my website, um, lisaforreal.com slash truths. And I kind of revisit them every once in a while. Um, and five years later, it's still hold, they still hold to be true, which is really kind of, I mean, that wasn't my goal, but it kind of feels about right. Like my truths five years ago should still be my truths today, but maybe not. I mean, our truths can change because, you know, we evolve and we, um, and we learn. And so our truths can change. Our mindsets can change our beliefs and our angles and our viewpoints and, and things like that can shift. I mean, that's the beauty of being human and growing. Um, we have that ability to do so. Um, but I am happy and on, you know, a very, I guess, maybe a superficial level, that my truths are kind of unchanged. Um, and so actually to close out the year, I've taken each truth and written a, a post about it every day for the last seven days or so um, in my on my blog. And so this episode is airing the last day of 2021. Um, and 2021 has been a, a roller coaster of a year. Highs very much include this podcast and the fact that I ha- will have posted 365 blog posts on my blog. They were meant to be daily. Almost every single one was released on the day, but I would say about 8% of them weren't. <laughs> um, you know, life happens and that's okay, but my intention was to post daily and I'm really proud of the fact that I was able to do it. I mean, just like a podcast, a daily blog had been on my list for years. Seth Godin is the inspiration for it and he's been blogging daily for, I, I don't know, I think a decade at this point, maybe, maybe longer. Um, and I think I'll share more about that in another you know, at some point in the future, I'll kind of provide a synopsis of my year of blogging. Um, but you can find, you know, those blogs on my truths and I kind of break them down um, with each line and I, I kind of go 
more in more detail with them. But I thought I'd take a moment and share those truths with you. I believe the answers we seek lie within us. I believe action is better than inaction. I believe we are all-knowing, all-empowering, all-being. I believe everything happens for a reason. I believe we signed up for this life and its lessons. I believe self-examination is the start of the real journey. I believe we need to seek those moments where we are so inspired we want to throw up. That one always makes me smile. I believe no one can be helped if they don't want it. And finally, I believe the world needs the real you. When I read my truths, I feel them deep in my bones. And that's kind of how I, how my body and how I respond. When I come across something that is true, it kind of like shakes me to my core in kind of a good way. Um, for as long as I rem can remember, when I hear someone's truth or when I witness someone like doing a dance or someone's art or singing and it, it is kind of like the embodiment of who they are, I feel it and it like shakes me to my core. I, I feel it deep in my bones. I get, you know, I get emotional, I'll, I'll cry, or I'll, I, I will remember, you know, um, like, for some reason, so you think you can dance is, like, super inspirational to me, I think it's because I don't know how to dance, but I remember multiple dances back, I don't know, back in college, so, like, 12, 13, 14 years ago, during the summers when they had, when they first kind of came out, I remember certain dances and routines that still stick in my head because these people were doing their thing, you know, their thing. Um, I think it's good practice for us to learn and understand how we respond individually to truths. Um, because that's, our bodies have a way of signaling to us, like, what's right, what's not right. Um, and the more that we can get in touch with it, you know, and the thing is, it's all kind of trial and error and playing. But that, that is a good reminder to us that we have an inner compass all the time of what, you know, we should or shouldn't do, or we can or cannot do, or what we want to do. Um, what we want in general. We're so cerebral as a, as a society, and me too. I mean, you know, I grew up in a in a household that values education, and I, you know, am a self-proclaimed nerd, not as nerdy as some other people, <laughs> but proudly, you know, president of the academic team and all of that stuff. Um, we are so cerebral, but in but being human, we have a body, and our body isn't just here to, like, digest our food and make us walk and go to different places and see things. 
Our body is like a barometer and it allows us to feel things and helps us make decisions. And it's really there as a tool and a guide and assistant for us to do the things that we want to do. And so I'm actually going to play, um, I guess, a, a summary of all the truths that all the guests have shared. And I think that, you know, A, they're all brilliant. Um, I love all their answers. Um, but B, I would just think that, you know, if you if you were open to it, just noticing what happens in your body when you hear these different things and where you feel it. Because you may feel it in your head or your temples or your throat or your, like, right on your rib cage in your gut or in your, like, kind of womb area. Or you might feel a tingle in your toes or your like fingers might start cracking or I don't know like our bodies do weird things <laughs> but notice what happens in your body and and start kind of using that using your body using but like listening to your body your body our bodies give us signals all the time um and we are so conditioned to ignore and override our bodies with thinking with thinking things are supposed to be a certain way or looking outside of us for truth and answers and knowings when we are kind of we are all knowing within us we, we know what we what we want you know um may in episode 10 that's her truth right um she she shares, shares that you know we know what you want ultimately Audrey asked me in the previous episode, you know, if, there, if I had a favorite truth, and I don't, I don't have a favorite truth amongst the guests, because, like I said, I love all of them, I think that they're all brilliant, um, and, the, and what I want to know, and this will be a repeat of what I shared on the previous episode, is that what I love is that these, the guests are all embodying their truths, you know, they all fully believe it. You can feel it. You can see it in the interview. You can see it in the work that they're doing or how they're caring about their lives, how they care about the conversation with me. Um, it's, you know, I'm shaking right now. <laughs> it's just remarkable. They're just amazing people. And I am just beyond lucky to have had the opportunity to share this time with them. And so... Without further ado, I'd like to share the truths, all the truths with you. I wanted to ask kind of one final question that I'm, I'm trying to ask all the guests. Um, but what is one thing, like I talk about truths a lot. Um, mm. I have a list of them on my website and like kind of just my personal core deep down in my bones, things that I believe are true. Mm. What is the truth of yours? Well, I think people won't be surprised if I said that each of us is creative, that each of us has it within us to make a difference. Mm. And, yeah, I think it's part of what we hope people experience 
when the center is built. <laughs> and that's a when. <laughs> so beautiful. One thing I like to like kind of close up all of my interviews with is to ask this one question. Um, and so on, I think a lot about truths and like things that we know to be completely true deep down in our bones. And I wanted to know, I wanted to ask if you could share a truth of yours with the audience. Oh, wow. What a profound question. <laughs> I'll just share the first thing that can't, that comes to mind is my truth and my philosophy and all of this that has led to, you know, starting my business is that anyone can learn to play music. There is no, there is no talent. You know, there may be some getting it quicker than others, but there is no, some people have it, some people don't. Literally, anybody can learn how to play music. Everybody has the right to learn music. Everybody should have the opportunity to learn music. And it's really just a matter of finding that that teacher who 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 gets it, who's passionate about it, who's dedicated to it, and uh, everyone deserves that. But it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, you see yourself as talented, not talented. If you have a keyboard, if you have a grand piano, you know, if you're wealthy, if you're lower income, whatever. Literally anybody on this planet can learn music. It doesn't matter what age. We just had an adult student start who's 86. She's doing awesome. Um, anybody can do this. So that's that's been sort of my my north star that's uh, led me to start Salesforce Piano School to really try to to foster this in as many human beings as possible. Thank you. You know, this is first season of this podcast. Like the idea of truths is like really important to me. And like, what is one thing you know to be true? Like that you know like deep in your bones? I think for me, and it's taken me a long time to come to this realization, but I think for me is that I have 100% control. And that's in all aspects of my life. I have 100% control. Even when it feels like I don't, I do. Um, and that's something that I stand by. That's something that I have been standing by for the last several years. It's something that I am very confident about. And it's something that I will, like, I, I, I will argue to the death if somebody tries to tell me something different. I have control. I have control. I have control of all aspects of my life. Even when it feels like I don't, I have control of my reactions. I have control of how I choose to handle situations. I have control over so many different things. And that's something that I, that's my truth. And that's something that I hold onto tight. I love that. My eyes went like bug-eyed when you said that. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that's my truth. That's my truth. Love it. I love it. <laughs> Can you share with me something you know to be true? One of your deep truths. And you know that well, this is what I know to be true right now is one of my main prompts that I offer people. What do I know to be true right now? This is, oh, so I have some writing bubbling up that hasn't made it into the world, but it's kind of the theme that's really living in me. Some of the biggest walls we place inside of ourselves 
the biggest protective mechanisms are actually not against, not to guard us against the negativity and the hardship and the sadness. They're actually to guard us against happiness and joy. Because life has taught us that leaning too far into that can get us hurt. And leaning too far into hope and goodness can get us like flattened and obliterated. So we protect ourselves when we see goodness coming or magic coming. Like, is this safe? Can I trust in this thing? Maybe not. Maybe I'll just keep myself over here in this, in this quiet little space that I know instead of leaning all the way into this excitement or this joy or this aliveness. Um, I am realizing this right now because I've been in the process of falling in love. <laughs> so that's a whole other story. Um, but it's, it's made for some potent writing space um, and realizing in me, even with this commitment to seeking inspiration and seeking aliveness and seeking and making art, I still have all of these protective walls up that were holding me back from like the fullest expression of all of that. And so like the, the motivation for me thinking about this was this love, this romantic love space. But then I realized how many other places in my life that I've placed boxes around my pleasure or what I can do with my art or how happy I am allowed to be before it becomes unsafe to be that happy. And I think if we've got a background of trauma or grief we have we we all carry that suspicion of the good stuff um so now i think my next work what i know to be true is that my work right now is to start bringing down some of those walls mm. and like to let myself be vulnerable in those spaces where good things are possible i think you just blew a bunch of people's minds <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and again it goes back to grace like not blaming myself for having protective walls against happiness, like actually owning like, okay, that's really real. Before when I've let myself be really, really happy, I've gotten really hurt or I've lost things that mattered. And so I've kept myself safe over here, but that's also kept me from this full realization of what is possible as a human. One thing I like to ask the guests of the podcast, at the end of the show is to share a truth of theirs, something they know to be true. You do know what's good for you. Mm. We're told what we should do and how we should meet, but everyone at the bottom may be like right towards their groin and deep in their heart, they know like what's true. And the habit may be just to go straight to the tension and fix what's wrong. But if you drop into the space where there's space, then that's the way in to access what's true. In the silence and in the space. <laughs> mm, it's really beautiful. One question I ask all my guests is, what is one thing you know to be true? That we are creators. It's really our superpower. It's our birthright. We create our experiences here. And so if you are having one you don't like, then there's something in the way. And when things get better for you, then things can get better for each of us. So for you to want um, something and to have it, it's not selfish. It actually helps the planet to heal. 
because when I see that you're happy and you're getting what you want with ease, then I realize it's possible for me too. And it, the more of us that are out there creating the lives that we want, the more examples that it's possible. So the less people can fight up against it has to be hard. There's less evidence that it has to be a struggle. So, and we need more joy, love, and happiness. And it starts with each of us having it and then being examples that we can have it in the world. That I know to be true. Mm. Beautiful. The question that I'd like to end this, close this conversation with is um, one I've asked my previous guests, um, is what is one thing you know to be true? What is one thing I know to be true? That's the question, right? Because mm-hmm. my son just dropped my roller on the floor. So I actually didn't hear the whole question, but I knew it from your so, Yep. So that's, yeah, that's a, that is, it's a, it is just one line is what is one thing you know to yeah. be true? Okay, so this is, you know, I, as I relayed, I, I kind of went, gone, had gone through a journey where everything I knew, what I thought was true, wasn't really, you know, and I had to, uh, people and values and theologies had to be inserted in me to rebuild truly who I am before you right now, um, completely different than who I was before you in college, I'm sure. So I struggle. I knew you were going to ask it. So I said, maybe she'll forget. Maybe if I distract her with my <laughs> business. Um, I think what is true is, um, is humanity. And I think what I mean by that is, I, I think what is true, what I'm trying to get through myself is um, we're, we uh, make mistakes. Humanity makes mistakes. Uh, I make mistakes. And we are not defined by that mistake, um, nor are we defined by any one experience, um, for instance, as a um, partner in a marriage. And that's kind of the only, <laughs> that's the only thing I know to be true because I'm working through so many of those areas where I'm, I'm finding it very hard to not be defined by one thing. I'm finding it very hard to not live in my mistake and shame and, 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 you know, so it, I think that is the true part is we, if we were, this is, this is all for not, if we are defined by our mistakes or our gaps or, you know, this, this is just not, not a world I want to live in. So here I am, all my mistakes and gaps. And the truth is I, I'm much more than just one of those things much more than just a number on a scale, you know, much more than a white presenting person. So that's the truth I know. Thank you. What is one thing that you know to be true? Ooh, a good one. <laughs> I think it all goes back to my whole spirituality quest um, and what I've been learning is that we are, I know that we're all connected together somehow. And we're not just here randomly. Mm. Um, and I think everyone has something to bring to, to this life, to, um, to everything uh, that, that is going on. 
So that's my one truth is that I know that each and every one of us has a purpose and each and every one of us is connected somehow. Love it. Thank you. We're wrapping up. Uh, you did remind me that I do ask all my guests a question. So I have to ask you, oh, no. <laughs> what, what is one thing you know to be true? Everyone's answers have been like pretty deep and like meaningful, but I think I'll keep it lighthearted. Uh, I think what I know to be true is that your podcast is so awesome and I'm so proud of what you're doing and I'm so glad that I've gotten to be a part of it and I know that you're going to do great things in season two and beyond that. Wow, thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And so that is season one. I'm speechless in a way (laughs) not great on a podcast to be speechless but the people I know and another thing that I learned really is that I know some amazing people and only some of them were featured you know as guests there are people who are in my life partially fully that just are worthy of remark you know that's the real kind of definition of remarkable they are worthy of remark and they are worthy of awe they are i don't know i i'm again speechless i'm just so grateful for the guests to have shared their wisdom their words their space their work with me and with you I am grateful for you for listening, for being here with me as I'm just kind of moseying on down this podcast creation journey. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited for season two. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to pan out yet. I have some ideas, but I'm you know, taking some time to follow my gut. I'm doing seasons because it kind of gives me some structure and I work well in shorter sprints than I do in longer ones, even though I was never a sprinter in track. I'm too short. My legs are too short and I'm way too slow to be a sprinter. But season two is around the corner. Um, I'm estimating about February, but... If you subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast player, you will be the first to know when an episode is available. I might have some interim episodes in January as well, so be on the lookout for that. You can stay in touch with me by signing up for my newsletter at lisaforreal.com slash newsletter. And I will probably share a couple of newsletters before my next season. And you can follow me on Instagram, where I share pictures, obviously. (laughs) Um, But I also share some of my writing. Um, And sometimes it comes out first on Instagram than it does on other places, just because that's kind of the beauty of the medium. And lastly, you can reach me at lisa at lisaforreal.com. Find me. Um, Tell me 
what you would want more of for season one or season two when you would want more for season two what has worked for you in season one and what you can kind of do without i'm open to constructive criticism and i'm just grateful you know it's the last day it will be the last day i'm recording this on the 30th so it's almost the last day of 2021 but uh this episode will be released on the last day of 2021 2021 has been a roller coaster like i said and i am so grateful to be ending this year with you i'm wishing you a year of leaps for you leaps of faith leaps of growth leaps of creation leaps of expression leaps that stretch you that move you higher and farther and that bring you joy and peace and wisdom and all the things <laughs> and so with that I'm signing off thank you be well take care and be inspired